everyone that told us, oh, the market's going to crash a year ago or values are going to go down, all those people lost 50 to 60 grand right. on an average house, maybe 100 grand on a high-end house. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Closing with Corey podcast, episode number 14. Um, as always, please subscribe, hit the like button, share all that good stuff. I have a great, uh, a bunch of great stuff coming this week, next week, the following weeks, the months, um, a lot of great content, a lot of different ideas and stuff that I'm going to be getting onto video. So this week uh, is very special. I have an awesome guest with me, Mr. Alfonso Esposito. Um, he is a, a great friend. He is a great lender. We'll get into a whole bunch of stuff, a great father, a great husband. Um, and I'm super excited to, to have him on this week. So Al, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming in and doing it. Yeah. This. I was just wondering what took 14 uh, episodes to get me on here. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to warm myself up because I've been, I've been also trying to, to, to figure this whole thing out as well too. And I'm sure just like you, I mean, it's funny because, well, you got me into doing like the videos. So you do probably, I don't know how many videos a day just from like follow-ups and stuff. And yeah, then, at least 10. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a lot different when like when you're sitting down in front of one, two, three, four different cameras right. and then you got all these lights and stuff and it's like, oh crap, this is a little bit more of like the real deal type of thing, you know? So For sure. Uh, I'm trying to get that comfort that I have in my home into like this type of environment. So then everything kind of gets relayed a little bit more just like, you know, easily. And it's not like I'm forcing anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. That, that's been the flow though. But uh, um, I'm excited to have you on. I I feel like you and I have a lot of different conversations and we always are, whether we're talking on the phone, whether I see you at the gym. And if there's one thing I wanted to say before we start off is that something that I feel like we say to each other often is that I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the friendship. I appreciate kind of where we have have grown and, and grown together over these last however many years you and I have known each other. Uh, you've been there for, for me through a whole bunch of stuff. And then, you know, we, we have a great work relationship. So golfing, all the stuff. I just, yeah. I, I appreciate you. Man. Yeah. Likewise, you know, at the end of the day, it's a relationship, Yeah, you know, and uh, you can either build on that or not build on it. And right. my goal has always been to build on that. And I don't look at anything with you as business. I look yeah. at all as friendship and everything else really aligns yeah. for me at least. And uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate this. Yeah, it's yeah. just cool. We get to talk a little bit and people sure. get to see who we are and who we really are. And, and that's key. Yeah. You know, and like, even to that point, I feel like there's, there's never really like a sales monologue like that I'll go into with clients. And I don't know as far as, as you as well too, but I, <laughs> I have just conversations with people and like, I get to know, what it is they're looking for, probably the same thing on, on your end as well, too. So like the the getting to know like the real us thing, I, I think is great because, you know, there's per- I'm, I'm sure we're not we're not really going into like personal stuff with with clients as we're talking to them or as we're trying to understand what they need. But then it's always more so focused, like the spotlight's on them. So like yeah. we're, we're the ones asking the questions to where we're not really getting asked those types of questions in return. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, You know, for me, it's really to get to know them. And nobody likes to be sold, let's be honest, right? You know, we had that little experience about the car recently. And I don't like pressure and I don't like to be sold. Um, I want to take that friendly approach. And really, I think what we do is we got to find out what their real goals are. Yeah. We are problem solvers. Right. Just like these guys are problem solvers. Yeah. Right. So we, how can we prop? solve their problem is and that's the approach I usually have. And I think it's similar to you, right? You are, you're very, you know, 
no, there's no salesy in Corey closing with Corey. You know, there really isn't. You yeah, really yeah. want to listen. You want to care. You want to help them. And you you wouldn't be doing podcasts and all the videos and all the content you do if you were just looking to sell something. Yeah, yeah. And and like to like the relationship point, and like that's why I even I even wanted to start off with our friendship because mm-hmm. our friendship is is like the core of of everything. And just like to your point too, like when I refer you. I don't say like, oh, like this is Al, like my lender, like this and this, like, oh, this is my friend Al. And mm-hmm. he also happens to do, you know, mortgages as well. Right, right, so it right. kind of like connects a little bit easier. Right. Um, but your approach with with the people that you work with, like how important to you is developing and then also sustaining like that relationship with these people? Yeah, it's everything. Um, for me, it's everything. And it's gotten to be more everything, if that's a word. Um, you know, I only want to work with people that want a relationship. I don't right. want to be a transactional um, loan officer. You know, obviously, that's what I do for a living. Yeah. Um, everything I do is relational because it's just the way to work. And, and, and there's that factor of, like you said, it's more comfortable, right? Yeah. It's not, hey, he's a lender. Here's another lender. He, he's a realtor. Uh, I've referred you deals. And I have never said Corey's a great realtor. I said Corey's a great guy. Yeah. And people connect to that. People want people that know that they care. And I just think everyone has their systems and ways they do things that work for them. Right. But for works for me is just really caring and listening and, and, and helping. So, yeah, everything is relational um, down to everything I do. Yeah. Truly. I mean, I, I agree 100 percent because even like recently and especially like the climate of like this market that we'll talk about a little bit. But um I'm working with a lot of people that are just down as far as like their like morale when it comes down to like buying a home just because of of what they're what they're up against, like what they're dealing with. Same thing from six months ago to a year ago. It's a little bit different. And like, you know, I've had to like pivot a little bit and like kind of like change my approach on a couple of things. Mm. But to that point, I mean, there's two or three people and, and buyers in general that, you know, they say to me, like, they are, they're so grateful because they know that I'm, I'm caring about their, their overall entire situation. I'm not selling them. I'm not pressuring them. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm even telling them, Hey, we should offer a little bit less than what you're thinking just because like this home's not worth it. Like, I don't want to see you guys overpay like crazy. And then next thing you know, like you're looking at it like a, like a year later, I'm like, Oh wow, I can't believe Corey let me, you know, put this crazy offer in or something. So I'm very realistic with them. But when it comes down to the caring aspect of it, they, um, they do, they, they really connect with it and they really appreciate it. And I, and I can't, you know, I don't like on, on my end when when buyers are like, you know, I don't want to waste your time. And like, mm. I appreciate that they are thinking about my time like that. But I also let them know, like, this is all part of the process. Mm. So like going to see homes and then unfortunately, you know, getting into these multiple bids, not getting the offer accepted. Like, that's all part of the process. Like, you're not wasting my time whatsoever. Like, if right. you have a $500,000 budget and you want to go see a $2 million home, then we might be wasting my time a little bit, right. but you're not wasting my time just trying to achieve like that overall goal. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you kind of have that same approach as far as like, what's your goal? Like, what is it that you're trying to do? Yeah. Where are you trying to be at? And like, I, I just think that our, our, our ways of doing things just connect well. Yeah. I mean, listen, the approach for me is you're a neighbor, not a number, right? Because this business takes a lot of time. You put a lot of time in your clients. I put a lot of time. And the reason the time is put in is we care. 
You know, that's what it boils down to, right? We care to help you. We want to do a good job. We don't want to let anyone down. Right. And and that's some of our, our mission, you know, our core values per se, yeah. right? And I think we connect there heavily. So, yeah, I don't ever say anyone's wasting my time. I've been getting a lot lately, though. Oh, I know you're really busy. Well, I don't know where they're getting that from. Right, right. Um, right, right. Unless, I don't know, they're Googling it or something or YouTubing it. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they're getting that. But I've been getting that a lot, and I think it's almost a defense mechanism. Just, it's like, hey, I don't trust you yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I know you're really busy. Right, right. I, no, I actually tell you I'm never too busy yeah. for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel... I feel exactly what you're saying. I think that probably is. It's probably one of those ways of just like testing the waters a sure. little bit just to be, because I get that as well too. Like, yeah. oh, I'm sure you're busy. Yeah. Um, if it's at like, you know, like two o'clock in the afternoon or if it's like seven o'clock at night, depending on like what hour, like they'll reach out to me right. just to be able to see like, is it, you know, is, is he going to, how is he going to respond? Is, is he, is he actually busy or is he just like, you know, not really doing anything? So, right. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, true. for sure. Um, as far as like market wise, and I mean, we could obviously talk about this all day, but the, right. really the only thing that I, I kind of wanted to get not only your perspective, but then like a lending perspective yeah. on, on is just like I was saying before, like the, the, the roller coaster of what this market has been from 2020 to 2021 to 2022 to now 2023 yeah. and just like the constant um, um, just overflowing of, of information that, you know, that I'm sure you probably get bombarded with a lot more than I do. Yeah. Um, as far as rates, as far as just what, like what you have noticed, what you've dealt with, maybe what you have done, uh, to kind of just like go along with it over like these last couple of years, yeah. um, with how much things have, have changed. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, you know, that's, I can answer that in a couple different ways, right? So the market's moving very quickly yeah. and not so much on the pricing or how fast you have to make an offer. We all know that. Low inventory creates uh, stress, stress right. creates chaos, right? But at the end of the day, people are starving for information. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And why they're starving for information is one reason, fear. Mm. We were fearful of COVID, right? We were all scared, right? The news right. was telling us one thing, it may be another, right? Fear. People panic. They're doing this. They're locking their houses down. They're buying food. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're buying paper towels. They're standing in lines, right? I mean, I was Fear. going to the store with a hazmat for the Right. There you right? go. Maybe exactly. So. exactly. I'm sure you probably were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think there's a lot of fear in the market because the market moves so quickly. It went up. Interest rates went up. And then they have the news pumping in that you know, it's a bad time and there's this and values yeah. are going to crash and they just don't know where to go because there's too many places to go. Yeah. Right. That's a great point. And I relate things to WebMD, right? Mm -hmm. We can all go to WebMD right now and type in our symptoms and get literally 16 different diagnoses. I've done it. Yeah. You, yeah me too. Right. And that's, I tested it. And my thing is you got to go to the professional, yeah. right? The at the end of the day, if you have a disease, you do go to your doctor. Right. And your doctor will diagnose you and then give you a subscription. Well, it's the same thing with us, right? They're going to YouTube. They're going here. They're going there. And they don't even know if they're validated sources. Right. And that's the struggle that I have. Like, I am a licensed loan officer, NMLS 106-827. That means I am licensed to give you that information. Yeah. I'm not going to go to Aunt Susie or Kelly or my best buddy that bought a house. That's a total different situation. Yeah. There's almost too much data coming at us. And yeah. that, again, creates fear and mm. what to believe. So I think, for me, validation is 
you know, for me as a loan officer, I have a lot of reviews online, right? Yeah. I'm over 800 reviews. So I always tell people, people lie, reviews don't. Yeah. 800 people aren't lying that I give good information, right? right? And then I take that relational approach. So, you know, I think data is going to keep flying. Yeah. As time goes on, there's more information, there's more technology. Um, but let's just bring it back to the old school and just have that trust relationship with a trusted advisor. Yeah. Because that is what will take some of that fear out. Once yeah. they have that trust in you, then it's game on. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, that's an honestly a, a fantastic point because information wise, and like on my end, I, I get it to where it's like, oh, well, the Zestimate is this. Oh, like I know, you know, my mom's friend just sold the house and she told me that, you know, she sold it for this uh, uh, two years ago. Right. And like, you know, all those things where you're absolutely right, where I kind of let, especially my buyers more so than anything, like I let them know, like, I have the same exact approach on every property mm. is that like I flip it as if if I was the the selling agent, here is what I would have listed the property at. Here is where the property value could potentially go to. Right. So like, I give them like a range. And then at right. the end of the day, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever you talk with Al about and get a breakdown to so you're not going to be over your head when it comes down to monthly payments. Like once once all of those numbers make sense for you, then that's the number that, that we go through as far as what we're going to be comfortable with submitting. Yeah. But like that oh, that. That just that that information overload is is so true that that is something that I can just buyers are showing up at the property and they're already feel fearful of multiple offers of yeah. oh well this property is listed at five ninety nine it's probably going to go for seven fifty and it's right. like well you know just don't just because you know this one over here did like every every property is different, different. every instance you know instance yeah. is different so I mean that's that's honestly a really really good point as far as just the amount of information that you're getting and then just letting somebody actually who knows kind of what they're talking about. Yeah. Like here's, here's what is, is the reality of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't ask my knee surgeon for landscaping advice. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the truth, right? So yeah. Got to go to the source. Don't go to everybody's opinion. And we are in a world as the generation gets younger, right? The buyers are getting younger. Right. I'm getting older, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but they're getting like 16 different opinions. Yeah. Right. And the big one's YouTube. Like I have a YouTube channel and I got a decent amount of videos, 20, and I want to do more. But it's not end all be all. Right. There's YouTube and then there's reality. Yeah. And reality is that relationship, that person that's going to be that person that you have to vet out. And how I would vet someone out for me, how did I get referred to that person? Yeah. Did I trust that person that referred me? Number two, can I look them up online? Do I trust that, right? Yeah. And number three, how do they make me feel? Yeah. And that's it. After that, then you have to be all in. Yeah. And uh, I always say, and this is my slogan, who you work with matters on everything. Not so much real estate, but, you know, photography or, you know, your, your dentist, who you work with matters, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, I would just, you know, say that it has to be relational. Uh, you, there's the quick and loans of the world in my industry that you can go to, but it's a 1-800 number and they're not available on weekends and it's eight to six. Yeah. After that, you don't got them. They're not going to hold your hand, right? Yeah. I think we need that hand holding because like you mentioned, the market's moving so quick. What we did last week is now different. Right. Yeah. And nobody thought come June of 2023, we'd still be going up on values, appraisal waivers, contingencies. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel per se. Right. I think this market's going to be here for a little longer. Yeah. No, because even from 2020, it was, and I'm sure like there's a whole bunch of memes and stuff too about it, but it's like, <laughs> oh, like this is, you know, it's going to be slowing down in at, at this date. Right. And then that date is like, it's even crazier. It's like twice yeah. the amount of production to your point, obviously the inventory, like 
they're we're dealing with the same issues just at like a different scale right at, on june of 2023 that we were yeah. i just I, I feel like we're just more so i don't even want to say prepared for it but we we can understand it a little bit better than we did like you know what was it like june of 2020 when yeah. like the, the, the kind of switch yeah flipped yeah definitely flipped the script um but again that's where it boils down who you work matters who's doing the research who has the ability to help you consume data right because we're data driven like listen you go to a baseball game it's all data yeah right these guys have spin rates and they, we didn't have that 10 years ago right right so now they have they, like i said i really believe people have too even me we have too much information at our fingertips yeah where back in the day my mom went to a lender and they trusted them and they moved forward right yeah. there's no google there was no you know chat gbt or right. any of these things that are out there um so it's kind of tough as a customer, yeah. right? Because I am one. Right, I buy right. houses and cars and everything else, right? Right. But I always go to the trusted source. Did I? How they make me feel, and do I like them? Yeah. And speaking of like source too, like quick funny story. Um, I forget what even day it was. I think Monday. I had to get my my car serviced, mm. and I I never watch the news. If I if I'm consuming anything as far as like whether it's political or whether it's like market information, like it's, I, I typically have like one or two go-to sources, mm -hmm. but the news it just, has just not been one of them for like a very long time. Sure. But I was in the waiting room. They had, I, I won't even say what the, what the show was, but they had the show on and I was there for a good like hour and 15 minutes. So I, I, I was hearing the, the entire show and it was, it's all, I felt like it was just all like fear driven. It 100%. was just basically just let's, let's unleash as much, bad information or, or like, I guess, negative information as we possibly can. Right. And then like they leave the show just to, like, just to your point, like, you know, how did, how did it make you feel after whatever? It's like, I felt like crap after just like, even just like hearing this in the background, I'm like, oh my God, like there's, right. there's so many things that are being talked about and none of them are positive. Yeah. Not like not one single one is, is positive yeah. in, in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And we get that every day, right? Like I was thinking about this a couple minutes ago, like everyone that told us, oh, the market's going to crash a year ago or values are going to go down. All those people lost 50 to 60 grand right. on an average house, maybe 100 grand on a high-end house, right? right? So how much are you going to believe of that fear? How much of that negative news? Like there's never, I, I learned this 21 years ago, right? There's never a good time, a bad time. It's the right time. Right. And whenever yeah. that is for you, if that's today, great. If it's a year from now, great. But we can't live our life based on fear. Right. We have to live this life. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is make good decisions. And we all are here to help each other with that information. Yeah, 100%, man. All right, guys, let's take a quick break to talk to you about Simplicity Title. You may not know this, but when you're buying a home, there is a lot of work that goes into getting you to closing, including title insurance. Title insurance is a financial protection due to property defects for mortgage lenders and home buyers. But let's keep it simple. For over 15 years, Simplicity Title has been protecting buyers with their expert teams working on all the documents that you need to get through a closing in a fraud protection process that keeps your money safe. You can check them out at Simplicity Title's profiles on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or go to learn.simplicitytitle.com to find out more about them. If you want to talk to someone, call 877-848-5320 or send an email at info at simplicity.com and tell them that Corey Fandel sent you. Now let's get back to the episode. Something that I struggle with a lot is like the the managing and like the balancing of expectations for people that I work with. It's sure. just like... 
Like just just for me, like at the at the end of the day, like at, at nighttime, like when I'm kind of like thinking back, like that's that's something that will kind of keep me up at night. Mm. Just as far as people coming to me with a certain expectation, you know, again, more so on the buying side right now, just because that's just the way that the market is. Um, and just that understanding of knowing what I can and can't do, you know, yeah. so I'm sure on your end, not that it's not that it's like it's based on like an algorithm or it's based yeah. off of whatever. But like, how do you manage, you know? buyers expectations from yeah. like that first initial phone call that they yeah. even have with you yeah so for me at this point in my career i will um only work with people that'll do a buyer consult i i cannot just send a link to my app my application online it, it just it's so impersonable because it allows me to get to know them and for them to get to know me and, and that's what be a, phone, a phone conversation always yeah has to be okay because i can't do that through an email right. i can't do that through a text yeah. and and that's where a lot of people lead but i got to get to know them and, and listen I learned a long time ago, again, more leads, more choice. Yeah, I don't have to work with everybody that calls me. And I won't work with everybody that calls me. And they, they don't want to work with me at times, too, right. right? It's just not always them. And what I do is really feel them out. Like, I find out what's important to you. What are you looking for in a lender? Yeah. What's your non-negotiables? And I find those things out. And listen, there's been a few calls where it didn't work out. And we didn't proceed. Yeah. And, um, you know, you actually referred me a client. And I didn't have the product. I had a product that was similar, but I didn't have the product. Right. And I was very upfront and honest. Mm -hmm. So for me right now at that time, it's a process of elimination. They're vetting me out and I'm vetting them out. Yeah. And that's where those expectations are built, right? Um, and then, then it, again, end all be all, then it goes to the video, right? I set my expectations in my video. The people know when they're going to hear from me. You call my voicemail, what does it say? Yeah. Every day I change it. Right. It tells you when I'm going to call you back, right? All those expectations are set because I want to be a professional. Yeah. I can't be available to all of you at all times, right? Right. So I think the expectations set on the back end of that call, I learn a lot about them. And most of the time, every client says no one's ever asked me any of these questions. Yeah. So for me, it's just being a differentiator. It's uh, they they find out that I care, you yeah. know, and that's what boils down to. And then after that, it's, uh, it's kind of easy. You know, you just go over... My whole flow is different, but I have a next step call and I have this and I do a closing and I'm always there. Right. Yeah. But every time setting those expectations through my voice and then through email. Yeah. Because I think that has to be done because 80 percent of people are going to forget what you tell them. Yeah. So it's a good point because um, I don't I mean, I, I do a, a, like a buyer consult, obviously, like a, on, on the listing side, it's like a listing presentation sure. or, or, or an appointment, whatever the case is. Um, but even more like most recently I've been and over like the years I've learned, you know, what type of questions to ask yeah. these buyers. And obviously you've been doing this for a very long time. So I'm sure you've developed like the right flow of questions that, to, to ask buyers. Like one, one of the buyers like that I was working with that I kind of knew and I was able to adjust a little bit and balance expectations is, you know, the, the buyer was like, I'm looking for, um, an off market deal. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, that's just not a realistic expectation <laughs> right. right now. You know what I mean? So like right. for right now, like someone is going to be stupid to accept an offer at 300,000 when they can probably list it at 349 and probably get close to 400,000. Sure. So like those off market properties aren't exactly like a thing that that's happening right now. So right. I had that conversation from the beginning and then it didn't really take a long time like for that to kind of come full circle to just to understand like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to get involved in bidding wars and this and this. And I'm like, that's just what the market is right now. Yeah. So there's not really much that I can do to not, you know, let them know what to expect. And I'm not going to say that they are going to 
uh, appreciate that, but they're going to have to respect that I'm just being very upfront with them yeah. as far as like, this is what, this is what's happening. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you and say, oh yeah, I can get you an off market property and then sure. never do it. Or I'm not going to lie and say, Hey, I can, own, I can, I can get you, you know, something under asking uh, price, which again, is just not going right. to happen. Yeah. I mean, managing expectations in that regards is hard. You know, you're not going to please everybody. Yeah. You got people that are unpleasable, you right. know? And that's why I was saying sometimes you got to walk away from certain things professionally, yeah. you right. know, and, and you know, you don't want to hurt your reputation, right? You have a good one. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't work with unreasonable people either. Yeah. You know, you have to be reasonable. Right. Um, and I've learned that and it's hard, man. We don't want to walk away from clients. Right. Uh, that's not my goal ever, yeah. ever. Right. Ever. I want to work with everybody. Right. Theoretically. Right. Yeah. But there's just times that you're just not going to do that. And that today's times are the hardest market that anyone's seen. So I'm 21 years. There's guys 35 years, right? Yeah. They're like, I've never seen anything like this. Right. CEO, never seen anything like this. Yeah. So these, we all have to understand these are just uncommon times. Yeah. So if you accept it, cool. If you don't, now is not the time. Yeah. You know, but I'm not about waiting either. Yeah. Because everybody that's waited for the last two years is now paying through their nose. Yeah. Right. So, the, the, there's a whole thing out there, and I know you heard it probably a million times. Buy the house, uh, marry the house, date the rate, divorce your rent. Right? Yeah. It's as true as the day is long. Right. No, I, I agree. You can refinance, sure. right? I've owned multiple pro- properties in my life. I've refinanced all of them twice. Yeah. So there's just it's about how these people can consume the information you're giving them. Yeah. But I think you're really good at expectation. It's just really once you become systematic, it becomes easier. Yeah. Like everything's the same, right? Right. And and it, and it just becomes easy, er, <laughs> er, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then people appreciate it. Right. I, I really do. People need guidance, man. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, we go to the gym, we can kind of work out, but we really don't get into that next level shape until you hire a coach, right? Yeah, and that's what they're hiring. You're just the real estate coach. Yeah, yeah. I'm the mortgage coach. No, for sure. And I, I think too, like, I've gotten to a point now to where I'm comfortable, and and more more specifically for like the first time buyers and when they are being influenced by like these outside sources, whether it's like a parent or whether it's like, you know, a friend of a friend or, or whoever the case is. Um, and they're starting to just throw out these, uh, I, I guess like these negative thoughts about certain properties or like the good old, like, Oh, well, you know, it, you know, this might be wrong with it. This might be an issue, this, this, and that, like yeah. to your point, like I'm always like, well, listen, you know, we don't want to lose out an op- from an opportunity just because of, a, of an unknown that we're just assuming that this is what, you know, what the deal is because we heard it from somebody that, you yeah. know, that we trust or whatever. I was like, that's why, you know, we have, you know, licensed professional, you know, um, uh, inspectors that are going to come out and to make sure whatever your concerns are to make sure that you're hundred percent comfortable with it, you know, yeah. you know, moving forward and not just, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I feel more, I guess I feel more confident in those, in those positions and in yeah. those conversations. Cause I've had them now. And like, I've a had, a, yeah, I've had like a lot, right, a lot right, of those conversations right. to where when I first started, I was like, Oh yeah, no, sure. You know, we can move on to the next property. Yeah. When like my gut was like, man, like this is the perfect property for them. Right. They're worried because, you know, it, there, there might be some issue with this because someone like, you know, got into their ear or something sure. about it. So it boils down back to what I said earlier, fear yeah. of unknown. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I, my, the best thing I say, three people today asked me, what, what do you think the house is going to appraise for? It's a yeah, very yeah. simple answer. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. I'm not a licensed realtor or I don't have a, uh, I'm not a licensed realtor and I'm not a licensed appraiser. Yeah. I'd love to give you the confidence, but. I'm not licensed right. to give you that information. And people don't get it. And another day, a guy was like, hey, Al, I don't get why you can't tell me this. And I said, sir, again, I'm not a licensed um, appraiser. Right. I said, uh, do you get pulled over by non-cops? 
Yeah, yeah. Because they can't. <laughs> right. They're not licensed right. to pull you over. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think the best answer is, hey, that's not my, my lane. Yeah. And I need to stay in my lane. But let's get the right person to get you these answers. Right. But there is a, listen, it all boils down to, because I've been around the sun a few times, there's something holding, there's other fear there. Yeah. That they just don't know. Um, you can tell me things and it can make me fearful, but I don't have to believe you. Right. So get the information from the person that can really validate that data. Yeah. No, 100%. From what we were just talking about before, as far as like the idea of having to walk away from clients, you mm -hmm. never want to. Like that's obviously a hard part. Um, I had on here as far as like what you could think is one of the hardest parts of being in the mortgage industry, like as like a lender, I get. I guess my my the thing that was that that I thought about was more so that um, just to what we talked about as far as like the idea of managing expectations. Like yeah. I can't make homes appear. I can't change rates. I can't you know do these things because I am. I am a people pleaser and I feel like sure. there's a, there's a part of that in, in every, everyone that's in like the, not, not the sales industry, but the service industry that you want, you want the people that you're working with to be happy with whatever it is. hundred percent. Um, but there's just some scenarios and, and some situations that you just, I don't have any control over. So yeah. that is one of the hardest things on my end. I don't know as far as on yeah. your end. I think, that. I think you nailed it earlier and it's expectations of me, yeah. you know, that I work from. 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock every I know. day, right? 24 yeah. hours. Some guy called me three times at 11.05 and then texted me, why aren't you picking up? And I'm like, dude, I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was. My right. wife was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Three times. Right. So I think that's the most frustrating part. Um, you know, the business is evolving, but the, the thing is I'm a student of the game. I'm evolving with it. I'm always learning. I'm checking things out. I'm reading. I'm understanding things. Um, you know, and then unloyal people mm. really drives me insane. Yeah. Because I'm all in. Right. You get me. I'm right. giving you my time, and that means everything because my time is valuable to me. Yeah. Right? I have a family. I have three kids. Um, when I take that time away from my family, right. I need loyalty yeah. because I'm giving you it. So I expect what I give. Right. And that's a struggle because not everybody is loyal. And I understand that. I don't expect 100 to be loyal. But, yeah. like, listen, if, you're, if I'm going to call my um, doctor and I'm going to ask him a million questions and then go to a different doctor... I broke every loyalty rule there is, right? Right. So I think the most frustrating part right now is loyalty because of how people can get their information. Yeah. My Aunt Susie told me on YouTube that if I do a mortgage commitment, I'm guaranteed to get the offer accepted. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. By the way, we did that right. yesterday, and you offered 475 and somebody else offered 525 They don't care right. about your mortgage commitment. Right. So yes, is it good? Absolutely. Is it going to win you an offer? More than likely not. Yeah. Because money talks. Yeah. So there's just so many of that. Like, right. like almost second guessing me every time. And then right. it was a really quick story. I have a, had a client now, no names, but four different realtors. I'm lucky that that client went to four of my realtors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every realtor said, Al's the guy. Like right. he gets it done. Yeah. And she is still second guessing me. And... uh talking about firing or firing i said listen i don't know if i'm a good fit for you yeah because every time i ask you something or tell you something you second guess me yeah i said i want you to be comfortable yeah. i want you to like me i want you to trust me so do you want to move forward yeah and she says yes i do i said okay but we got to stop the second guessing yeah you know so 
loyalty is probably the biggest driver for me right now. Everything else I can deal with, man. It, the market's tough. Offers not get accepted. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, the cream always rises to the crop. Yeah. And we're going to get through it. And we're going to get through it. And this market's going to be fire, in my opinion, in the next 12 months. To yeah. I, I agree with I that. I said a year, by the way, 12 months to 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I agree in a couple of things from what you said. Um, the loyalty thing again, because I'm I'm on both sides. I'm on the buying side, the selling side. Yeah. But obviously, the selling side, they're they're you know they're they're bound to a contract. And sure, I, I mean, I never like I, I would never use that as like, hey, like we need to stick to this six month period or whatever the case is. Like it's just me doing like my job, obviously. Right. But on the buying side, I think that in 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 the sense of when when uh, in, in the sense of when people are. I guess, you know, I, I guess when buyers start to lose out on that seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth property, that's yeah. when they probably, on my end, start to question if I'm doing everything that right. I can possibly be doing. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that the one thing that I've realized is that I've said it in podcasts before. I've said it in a lot of my confront, uh, uh, consultations with buyers. I say it when I'm talking to sellers is that I always try to say like, you know, the highest offer isn't always the best offer. I agree. But I also say that, you know, don't mistake me when I say that the highest offer isn't the first one that's looked at and it's right. going to catch the seller's attention right. directly. Right. So like, yeah. even if you're at, to what your point was, if you're at 475 and and you are a, a very, very strong offer and this one's at 525 and it's like, you know, maybe 75% as strong, they're going to be like, well, you know, this 575 looks a lot better than the 475, regardless of what they're yeah. offering along with it. You yeah, know? it's terms, right? If you're a 525 with uh, a contingency, no right. appraisal waiver and this and that, you may actually not get the house. Right. But if that offer is there, then you're losing, yeah. right? Um, because it's all about supply and demand. Yeah. They, everyone asks me, why are we dealing with this? It's supply and demand. We learned this yeah. in high school, guys. I always say, if there's one bottle of water in Arizona, how much would you pay for that bottle of water? Right. Versus if there was one million bottles of water in Arizona, how yeah. much would you pay? Right. So we're dealing with that, and there's nothing on the horizon that shows inventory is going to you know double, right? Because yeah. that's what we need to do. We need to possibly triple, Yeah. right? I think yesterday I read there's 1.4 months of inventory. A standard market's four. Yeah. So we theoretically almost need it to triple, Yeah. right? So working with the right people, who you work with matters, navigate it. You know, I don't think we have a rate issue. Everyone keeps bringing that up and it mm -hmm. honestly drives me insane. Yeah. Uh, rates used to be 18%. Right. Did you know in 1990 there wasn't a rate under 10%? I Ever. didn't know that. In the whole I, 90s. I believe it. Yeah. I got you. Um, do you know most, the average rate over the last 50 years is 6.9? Right where we're at today. Yeah. You know, six and a half to 7%. Right. Yes, I get it. It's elevated, but right. it's not going to stay there forever. Right. So we don't have a rate problem. We have an inventory problem, right? And that inventory is creating the chaos with these multiple offers. Once that inventory comes, rates I think are actually going to go down at some point soon. Yeah, things will level out. The market will level out. Prices right. will level out. And uh, again, the guys that stuck through it and did the right thing, and their clients, you know, adore us. We're going to keep building the business. Yeah, no, I, I agree. As far as as far as the inventory thing goes. Um, the I, I my last podcast that I did was more so as far as like how much like the sellers just control everything and yeah. just not and, and and to that point too was like to not allow that to 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 have like a seller become like greedy right yeah. so like if there's like you know thirty offers or or whatever the case is and not just looking at like the numbers and looking at like all the offers like in like their entirety right. um you know that whole thing but 
I, I think that the same thing can be said for like for the buyers is just like to your point, like there's going to be a lot of things changing, whether it's like the rates, whether it is, you know, to your point, I don't think that the inventory will triple in the next couple of months. I think it's going to take a, just as long as it took to get here, it will probably take maybe almost twice as long to really like level out. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think that it all boils down to what you said before was just about the, the consumption of information yeah. and, and data and, and all that. Like if, if you, if you turn on a, a, on a news station and, and they're just throwing out like the, like, you you know, those, those same facts, but maybe, maybe in a different, in a different way, sure. like, right? Like, oh, we haven't seen these rates since 1990. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is the worst time to buy them. Right, Not right. saying like, oh, we haven't seen these rates, but also they're right ab- about what like that, that normal- Historical n- levels. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like they'll leave that part out yeah. and just go based off of that other part. Yeah. And like, now that's the, that's the data that they got for the day. Yeah. And then they go to you or they go to me and they're like, I'm going to wait to yeah. buy a place. Yep. And then next year, absolutely. they're going to be just as- <laughs> just, I'd say absolutely, no, you yeah. should. In, in the worst in the worst well the spot. biggest comeback i get Corey, is that oh um in 1990 um the houses were 200 yeah in 1990 that same bar made 40 grand you're making 140 grand yeah it's all relevant baby right you know Seriously. it is so stop comparing yourself to what it used to be compared yeah. to what it is today either you want to buy your house or you don't yeah you know i believe if you're looking at homes you're serious right you know, in my opinion you're serious right right don't let the fear of everything else get in the way of home ownership yeah my mentor told me 20 years ago, the only thing you should ever flip is a cheeseburger. Mm. Properties are to be held, yeah. you know, in my opinion, unless you do it for a living. You're right. a flipper, that's fine. It's a different story. Right. This is your primary residence where you're going to lay your head every day. You will never make a bad investment. Yeah. There's only three times in history real estate has gone down. Most people don't even know that. Mm-hmm. 1973, know. 1981, and 19, uh, I'm sorry, 1973, 1981, and 2007 to 8. Mm. That's it. Now, they've been recording this data since 1972. Right. So let's do the math. Right. Three times out of how many years? Yeah. A lot of years. Yeah. Over 50. So you have a, what's the percentage? 8% chance values of homes are going to go down. There'll be a correction at some point, but I yeah. don't think there's going to be a bubble. Right. Again, I could be 100% wrong. Right, right. Yeah, of course. And yeah. my, my, my favorite saying to everybody is, me and you are right some of the time. Yeah. The market's always right. Yeah. So. Very true. Um, the last thing that I wanted to bring up because I tell a lot of people this, but as far as like, well, number one, I feel like, you know, every single person, whether it's a, a cousin of someone like we were even talking about before the podcast, but yeah. regardless of that though, your, um, you mentioned before about like, uh, having like a system, like yeah. your follow-up system and just like your system in general, yeah. um, is, is one of the best ones like that I've, I've obviously seen, but like sure. what, how, how did you how did you learn to to basically form this system that you that you run and operate today? Well, I guess really just how I was treated, right? I know I've seen most of your podcasts. You had some great guests. I know Jay was on here, your mentor in real estate, and, and he has his style, and it's amazing, right? It's a relational thing, too. I think what I learned was that the biggest thing that people don't do is follow up. Right. And it's free. Yeah. It doesn't cost me any advertising, no video, no this. And the worst thing you can do is not follow up. Yeah. Um, so what I learned this from is I do want to answer your question. I learned it in the restaurant business. Mm. You can probably ask why, right? Well, I was a waiter and um, I was a sucky one. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boss said, listen, Espo, you know, whatever it's called me. I was 19 years old or something, 18 maybe. And he was like, let me follow you. 
let me let me let me uh like mirror you per se yeah and uh blah 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 he mirrored me and he said here's three things number one your customer always had to ask you to fill that drink up you never just did it for them or asked them yeah you failed them you failed them and i took that in the mortgage business where if a customer or a realtor has to update ask me for an update yeah. i'm not doing my damn job right that makes sense no it's 100 percent makes sense yeah he said, second thing, the plates, they had to ask you to remove them. Don't, if you're paying for a service, you should never ask for them to do your job. Yeah. It's my job to communicate. So ever since that day, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, read some good books about it, but it's free. It's a phone call. It's a text. It's yeah. an email. And it's a non-negotiable in my day-to-day -day business. Right. Right. Like, you know, we just did a loan. I told you it was cleared and then I texted you it was cleared. Like, it's automatic, man. Right. It's in, it's in my DNA every day to do that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you hired me to provide a service and a value. If I let you down, then I failed you. And if I failed you, you shouldn't use me. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah, I know. I love so it. So restaurant business, man. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, number one, that's a great way to end this thing. But number two, um, same same with you. Like the thing that I learned from you is that sometimes I'll follow up with my my buyers or sellers, even if there's nothing to talk about. Even I'm just like, hey, sure. there's really nothing that else is going on. Like, you know, we're waiting for this. We're waiting for this. But I just wanted to check in to let you know that, you know, here's kind of what to expect, whether it's going to be next week or the week after. Yeah. And they're like, oh, perfect. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if like I was was supposed to do something or if I yeah. was missing something out or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah. that's that's that's. I would awesome, just leave yeah. with this. I know where time, you know, is probably close to being ended here. But what I learned in the last maybe three, four years is you need to plan your day and not plan a day in a calendar. Mondays, you should do this too. And, and I literally, my wife, amazing, Karen, big up. Shout out to Karen. Um, she created Excel spreadsheets. So I know on Mondays, I call this realtors. I, on Tuesdays, I check with all my clients and realtors on updates on their loans. On Wednesday, I call my past client database. On Thursday, I do my PALs, they're called, pre-approved and lookings. Mm -hmm. And I call at least 35 of them. I can't call them all. It's just too many right, calls. Yeah. And then Fridays, I call a different group of realtors. It's like waking up and brushing your teeth and making your bed. Yeah. It's a choice. Right. And once you get that structure and you ask me how I set expectations, that's the answer. My clients know I'm calling them on Monday, yeah. my, or my realtors. On Tuesday, my clients know they're getting an update on their mortgage. Yeah. And then you're ingraining this is your system. Yeah. And it becomes easy. So then like on Tuesday, oh, I haven't talked to Kelly. Is she still looking for a home? Well, if I called her on damn Thursday, like I was supposed to, I would know that. Right, yeah. So I think any advice to anybody is be strategic about being systematic because it makes your job a lot easier. Yeah. And I'll, I'll leave off with letting you know that when you do start getting into the podcast game, I mean, your voice is, is the best when it comes down to that. <laughs> I, anytime that someone's either on the phone with you or I hear you at the gym or whatever, I'm like, Oh, there's Al. Like, I feel yeah. like, I feel like it's just like ingrained, like the second, like that I, that I hear that. <laughs> I've actually, uh, you know, since I do record my voicemail every day, um, I've had many people say, do you know you have like a radio voice? I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. I, I wish I did know that. Cause maybe I'd be doing that instead of yeah, working, yeah. uh, the 10 o'clock at night doing pre-approvals. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming in and doing this. Yep. Um, again, like I think you're you're by far one of the best at, at, at what you do. So I'm 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 glad to get you on here just to have a chat. Well, I'm humbled and uh, I appreciate those kind words. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in. Um, like I said, as always, subscribe, hit the notifications. Do you have? Do you want to? You know your socials off the top of your head. 
I feel like the last time we did something, you didn't know what it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hit him with the, the socials. Yeah, yeah for uh, YouTube, it's uh, just uh, NJ Mortgage Man. And then uh, Instagram, it's Al underscore Esposito, E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. And that's where I'm at. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a good week.